Well, hello, hello, hello there, everybody. Good morning. How is everybody doing? Or I shouldn't say how is everybody doing today. I'm talking to you now. How are you doing today, Howdy? I am fabulous. How are you, sir? Not bad at all. It's a beautiful day out here in Indianapolis, and we got a lot of racing to chat about here this morning. I'm excited. Talk about racing. Let's give a big shout out to our nephew Vidal. Congratulations on uh, graduating there, Absolutely. buddy. We're proud of you. Got to celebrate that yesterday there with him. So yep. that's uh, like uh, the one said. You're uh, the easiest part of your life is done. Congrats yep. to you, sir. Now on to yep. the real world here. So on our way to the Dallas Airport Trowbridge hey. AJ Foyt team. Pulling Good out. job. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait to Good uh, job. to chat about that because, uh, man, those guys look good out there. A lot of uh, uh, interesting news coming out of that race last night, I think, from Texas as we saw uh, a solid uh, solid run here in any country. Let's get into it. Jump right into it early this morning here. And, uh, man, what a uh, – I'm not going to say it was like the best race in the world because these guys had to get that uh, the whole new feel for a car. But I think what we saw last night, the excitement, is the, the new era car is a little different, and I think we have some different contenders in this uh, this year's class here. Yeah, um, I was just excited to see IndyCars going around the track again. I mean, <laughs> so uh, to me, that was that was – the best part of well second best part of my day yesterday but um the aj Foyt team man let's uh let's discuss that for a minute um kimball i mean charlie kimball was running strong uh up towards the front early uh what he finished up with a uh top 10 10th place uh, i think, I think he what fell he got out of a top no because tk ended up 11 yeah i was gonna say he fell out of that top 10 yeah with that accident there at the uh the last lap unfortunate throughout the whole field now the one thing i will have to say about the race last night and, and we discussed it at uh the party yesterday um that they couldn't get the traction treatment off the track and with right. it being so hot out it was you know reactivating it and um you know years past we've seen three wide racing uh at texas and and this year for this race it was kind of like a one groove man i mean if you got up in the dark stuff it was gonna bite you uh yeah absolutely there it was uh not it, it, speaking of that it was uh old felix that got the uh the the nip himself there as he was going above uh Hinchcliffe there near the end he was being as patient as he could or as as he thought he could at least and uh wanted to get out around um Hinchcliffe there, Hinch uh, just moving up a hair on the track, and Felix getting up into those marbles there. They they talked to Felix afterwards because you see that in car footage of that accident, and Felix starts pounding, pounding. He was pissed. You know exactly the uh, <laughs> the one word he was saying. It was a four letter word, and uh, yeah. we can leave it at yeah. that. <laughs> but he said it about three hundred times there. As uh, boy, oh boy, they, he was like I said, just very uh, visibly distraught. There, he uh, he had the car to win. I mean, he, I he really, really think did. he did have the better car, especially on a long run. His car really come in, and, and I, I feel his pain. You know, he was trying to get around those lap cars as fast as he could. He didn't want Dixon to really get away from him anymore. But you know, it, 
it's just one of those things, you know, you're, you're wanting to get that first win and you're hungry and it's the first race of the season. And, you know, he was patient, but then he just kind of made that move. And, and like we discussed, I think Hinch should have gave him a little more room, right. but I understand Hinch was racing too. Uh, cause I can't remember. There was, there was another car down there too. And I can't remember who it was now. Yeah, you're, you're but right, they but they of... weren't. I mean, they, they it looked like they were kind of coming a little, but they Hinch had plenty of room down there that he could have let off a little and and took in the car, taking the car down oh, I agree. a little. Lower I agree, there. but uh, um, yeah, that was uh, unfortunate for Felix because, like he said in the uh, the after interview when he was out and uh, checked and everything is, uh, unfortunately, you know, I I really feel like this was my breakthrough on ovals, and yeah. you you can't say it wasn't and. Now I'm excited to see what Felix has going forward, man. Is he he did he he broke through on the the oval last night and he looked, he looked sharp, good. very very good. So yes. just a, a small little incident there cost him a a good amount, unfortunately, because um, he I mean he drops back to twenty something I think after that wreck. Yep. Um, but uh, another team that. Uh, Kind of had a little difficulty throughout the day. ECR at Carpenter Racing, there they take uh, two cars there to practice, and they wreck two cars there in practice. And Renus wrecks early in uh, the race. Yeah, and and did you hear Carpenter afterwards? No. Oh man, he's not happy. So he's like, I told Renus to be patient. He didn't. I told Renus to stay out of the marbles. He didn't. He's like, we got a lot to learn here. So, and then you see who finishes right behind Renus for Ed Carpenter. It's like a little salt in the wounds. Is uh, the driver for Ed Carpenter on road courses, old Connor Daly, in that Carlin machine, putting it in a top 10 again. What could he have done with Renus's ride yesterday? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because uh, Ed finished uh, Six, top five. Or five. And then, yeah, Connor Daly taking sixth place. In a Carlin, right. in a Carlin, yeah. and I believe they even lost their one of their uh, uh, bigger guys that uh, was doing the engineering there. I know Coin did. They lost that to uh, Ganassi there, but uh, my oh my, that was a a solid run. And he's he's proven time and time again that uh, come these ovals, he's he is a uh, force to be reckoned with. And he, and he brings the car home safe and brings the car home in one piece. I mean, you know, you, you gotta you gotta like a driver that you know you can put in the car. He's gonna go out there. He's gonna give it a good run. He's gonna produce a result, and he's gonna bring the car home in one piece. Yep. So absolutely. I mean, I uh, yeah, hats off to Connor, man. Good run. Um, let's go back though to the start of the race. You had um, quick <laughs> Rossi, Ryan Hunter Ray, and Graham Rahal, all three in Hondas, and all three having um, computer problems. I think, uh, was it Graham's car? They had to reprogram the ECU in the car just to get him going. Yep, and then uh, unfortunate just all around there for uh, Rahal's team as Sato ends up wrecking in practice, or uh, qualifying, and unfortunately they can't get that car fixed in time to get it back oh. out on the track. So he can't nope. pass Tech, and Sato, unfortunately, not in the race last night. Yep, and and that's a shame. I mean, because I think Sato would have produced a good result, too, because he, he's usually pretty good at Texas. But there again, you know, with that, like I said, my only complaint with that race last night was it was pretty much a one-groove track. Unless you come out on brand-new tires, they did get up in the dark just a little bit. 
because Dixon made a couple passes up a little bit higher. But I really wish we could have seen the the three wide racing of Texas of pass. Right, absolutely, and, and I think a lot of that does have to do with that treatment that was that was on the track. Oh, it has everything to do can, with it. You can uh, kind of go with that. I don't know if uh, I, I'm sure that arrow screen kind of was a. Uh, it, I'm sure it was a challenge to to say the least there because I I know they talked to Ryan Hunter Ray afterwards, and he said he had to really adjust to the lights how they were reflecting inside the the arrow screen on the screen itself. Um, right. It was really hot in that yep. uh, cockpit. But that's something Ryan hunter Ray is used to as he has uh, uh, been involved in those sports cars. Same as Dixon. Um, Felix, his drink system was failing. He dropped the straw. So, <laughs> I mean, it's like. And oh, then Erickson's drink system failed too. Felix lost his, his straw or whatever you want to call it. I think it's called a straw. But uh, and then Erickson's drink system wasn't working at all. So, yeah, two of the Ganassi drivers out there manning up with no fluids, and <laughs> I mean, hats off to Ganassi Racing. Besides Felix making that mistake, all three cars ran pretty strong. Yeah, exactly. Marcus was up there a good amount of the day, and that's good to see on that third car for Ganassi. And hopefully, it stays like that for Marcus. Is I mean, I think they're testing the waters now with this third car. Obviously. Or not obviously, but I, I think in my mind, Ganassi brought that third car on to say, okay, we know Scott's not going to be here for the longest time anymore. We got to start looking a little down the um, down the line and right. see who we can put in here. So let's get this third car, and we need to give them an opportunity, not just to be a data collector, but to really see if they can fill Dixon's seat because you, or I shouldn't say Dixon's seat because I think Rosenquist is going to fill Dixon's seat, but. Right. You need to fill Rosenquist's seat then, because Felix is here to stay. I think he showed that yesterday. He yeah, he did something on the off season. Something clicked with him that those ovals. It well, they like said that uh, Felix was watching a lot of NASCAR races and watching uh, NASCAR races of past and really studying oval racing, and, and it showed last night. I mean, he looked like a veteran out there on the oval and was, was really good. I mean, you know, he said I. I really thought Felix was going to get his first win last night. I did too, yeah, and and it just all came down to that one turn. If he would have just been a, a little more patient, but like he said, I mean, you can only sit behind a car going four or five miles per hour slower yep. uh, for so long until yep. you, uh, as a driver, is like, all right, this has got to end. But that's where Scott didn't make the mistake. I mean, Felix was catching him when he was behind Rossi, uh, when he was behind who was the other one up there that he was uh, uh, getting held up by. Uh, Pagano? I don't think Pagano because Pagano was behind him just a little bit. But uh, there was somebody else that Dixon was was having a little trouble getting behind there or getting uh, in front of as as uh, traffic when he was up in front. Felix was catching him, but he never made anything too crazy. I mean, you saw Dixon go oh. out to the top on the outside and in with fresh tires, but I don't think right. come the end of that stint he was really pushing to the outside. Uh, that's and, where his his knowledge came in. But what is Dixon's nickname? Uh, Iceman. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yep. And, and, you know, another thing with uh, Dixon, too, um, I forgot where I was going with this now. Um, all right, never mind. I mean, he, uh, like I, I said I before, I mean, why did I pick Dixon as my checker yesterday? Because him and Will Power were the only two that really got to run these things on 
an oval with the arrow screen. So you you add that into the equation with Dixon's experience and his his just knowledge to the the sport and everything. Man, it, that it was going to be harder than anything to beat old Dixon yesterday. And, and go ahead. I was just going to say Penske gave him a run, but I think uh, they missed something in the setup. They were saying that vibration was really yeah. But, uh, New Garden and uh, Pagano had vibration going on. But what I was going to say about Dixon is um, that last stint before they come in for that last pit stop, and Felix had come in first, and they and Dixon stayed out a couple more laps. Dixon was still turning 211 mile an hour laps on those old tires where everybody else is running 208, 209. Exactly right. That just shows you what kind of driver Dixon is. Oh, absolutely there. And and that you could see where in the beginning of practice, Renus had the 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 speed when he was out there practicing, but he was pushing above or under that white line. And that's where the experience they, – they say Scott doesn't – he doesn't flirt with the, the white line down on the bottom. He doesn't flirt with the wall up on the top like some of these guys do. And that's where I think his experience really comes into play there. And uh, uh, I, I want to ask Tim this. What do you Timmy, think- hold on. Going back on his comment, though. Timmy, you're correct on that. It is uh, 18 seasons. What's that? Dixon tied Foyt for another record yesterday. Oh, it yes, was having yeah. at least one win in consecutive seasons, yep. 18 seasons. So, and Tim, is am I correct in saying, I mean, you've got Penske, you've got Newgarden, who's the champion last year, you've got Will Power there, you got Pagano, that's a, a powerhouse, but I think looking down the paddock, if you look overall, I would think that the drivers, the teams are, are looking at Dixon every race as a guy that, man, it doesn't matter where you're at, it doesn't matter if you're on a road course, a street course, an oval, Scott Dixon is going to be... Uh, a competitor, and, and I would think that in your game plan, you have to figure out how you're going to get around Dixon or how you're going to uh, keep in front of Dixon because, like I said, I, I do. I still think even at his age, he is the top driver in IndyCar right now. No doubt. No doubt in my mind that, <laughs> that every team, every weekend, they're 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 setting a game plan, and Dixon is always brought up in that conversation because, like you said, no matter what kind of track or where you go, Dixon Dixon is going to be up front. Dixon is going to be a contender. Anytime he's in that car, he is a threat to win a race. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, he's probably going to win the championship this year. I, and they, they always give Dixon a hard time for being that guy that doesn't get a good jump on the championship, that doesn't start his season good. We've seen it the past few years, even the, what, two years ago when he won the, the title. He didn't start off fantastic. You put him on an oval here on this year, you're exactly right. I think between him and Felix, I think we're fighting a Ganassi championship battle uh, with those two. If Felix can really honker down and and stay patient and realize. Now, he didn't have Dario with him there yesterday. Dario could not fly to Texas. He couldn't get cleared, so he couldn't get there. I think if Dario's there... He's in Felix's head a little more, and he's saying, "Hey, man, him down." Exactly. So you put Dario back on that track with Felix, and yeah, I, I, I definitely agree that um, Ganassi's got a strong one-two punch right now. I mean, you know, with, with after seeing not to beat a dead horse, but after seeing Felix how he performed on the oval last night, I, I think we can expect to see Felix perform on ovals like that the rest of the season. And we already know how he can drive a road course. So, I mean, Ganassi's got a great one-two punch right now. 
Absolutely there. And then, and then, then you got Marcus. With Erickson. That exactly. <laughs> that's with that with Erickson that's last that. night getting that finish like he did, that's going to do nothing but build his confidence. Exactly. He's like I said, he's like that cousin that, man, if you, you pick on these guys, I'm going to come in. I'm going to throw a sucker punch. I'm going to get you, and you're not going to see it coming. That's where I think Erickson's at because uh, we've talked about it before. That third Ganassi car is synonymous for being the data collector, for being cursed. I mean, they're – that Ganassi third has never really had a chance in my mind. I think no, that's this always year, been like a test car. Right. I think this year they're giving him a chance. And like I said, they want to see how Erickson can perform. Uh, they know that he's got to work on ovals, but they've got a Felix there that's done the same thing that uh, is, is used to getting into that swing and, and can maybe help Marcus in, in that transition there as well. Cause I, I think that's obviously, or I don't think I know, Obviously, that's Marcus's uh, um, weak spot. But, uh, I mean, with, with Dario on the team, with Scott on the team, I think these guys in IndyCar especially, they're more willing to help their teammates out than than compete against them. Right. And I shouldn't say compete against them because obviously you're competing against them. But it's not that F1 style of competition like Marcus said. You know there's one person in the field that has the same equipment you do. And that's your competition right there because that's your – your equal, if you will. So exactly, exactly. Uh, that's a uh, uh, that's what I like about that. A little different perspective there uh, when it comes to that. Yep, I, I would agree with everything you said. And then, um, so yeah, let's run down through uh, the field and some of the different teams a little bit. You know, we brought up Penske. Um, Newgarden started out and was up front and looked pretty strong and. And that was my pick to win the race last night. I thought New Garden would win it. Um, but like we said, you know, he developed a vibration. Pagano ended up developing a vibration. Um, willpower. I, I don't know what was going on with him last night. He just never was up towards the front. I don't know if he wasn't happy with the car underneath him or, or what was going on, but but Will never was up towards the front. So you had New Garden and Padge, uh carrying the torch for Penske last night, which, you know, they didn't do bad. They still top 10 for both of them. And I think Will ended up uh, um, top 20, like 15th or 16th or something like that. Um, so, yeah, all in all, not a bad night for Penske. I mean, I'm sure in their eyes it is because Penske wants nothing less than a win. Right. But uh, still, for the first race of the season, you know, you got two cars in the top 10. They brought him home in one piece. Good deal. Let's go to the next race and let's get the win. Yep, I would agree with that there. And then uh, we can move on to um, Andretti, and you can look down the line, and you kind of had some of those those guys that Andretti maybe last year weren't the top guy. I mean, you look at Marco. He had a decent day yesterday. You look at uh, uh, Veach. What a Veach run. had a great day. And he's one of these guys that, man – if you saw that interview afterwards, he had a mask on. You could see his smile through the mask. He had so much fun yesterday. I think he had an absolute blast, and I think this car really suits his driving style. He seemed to really, really be able to uh, to whip this around. And you look at the opposite end of that, that top dog at the team last year in Alexander Rossi, and he admittingly is saying, I don't like this aero screen. I do not like it. I have to get used to it. I know that. I don't like it. I think Veach is, is – I don't like you. 
<laughs> I think Veach is comfortable. Um, I think he he really has a, a a strong hold on this car, and he is one of those guys I was talking about uh, that with this new era, this aero screen era, uh, man, you, you might be the new force in Andretti to to really look at. And then you got Colton Herta, who is fast in practice, fast in qualifying, has a good start, and a very uneventful uh, day as he pretty much just keeps it in the, I, I want to say the top 10 pretty much all day, but yeah. not fighting to get it towards the front, just maintaining pretty much where he was the entire day. So not a bad run um, overall for Andretti either. Right. I think, uh, um, I mean, really, you look down the line, the the worst team, the, the unfortunate side is really that Ray Hall Letterman team with Sato not making it after that wreck and qualifying. And, and then Ray all had electrical issues exactly. pretty much the whole race. And that's the one guy I think in the paddock you don't want to start off bad. I think Graham now is in his head. Um, he seems like a guy that carries a lot of emotion. He seems like a guy that can kind of let things get to him a little more. Um, well, and another thing you got to and, and factor in in that too, uh, Graham and Courtney just came out the other day and uh, they're expecting. They're right. expecting child in November. So, you know, that's got to be playing in Graham's head, too. Right, absolutely. And, and obviously none of that really affecting, like, none of that was really his fault yesterday. He he went out there and well, ran a solid race once he was able to get out. But that's still in his mind. That's something yep. I don't think Graham has that. I'm not going to say he doesn't have the ability, but he doesn't have the, um, uh, what he in the past, he just doesn't show that reserve to really get out of his yes. own head. Right. So I agree. Uh, I, I think they take a hit, and and we talk. We're talking to Trowbridge right here. I think AJ he, Point Racing. Exactly. Maybe. You look down the line. I think overall, Ganassi was expected to perform like that. Penske was expected to perform like that. Andretti, outside of Rossi, uh, I think Hunter Ray ended up coming up to a decent finish. So was expected yeah. to run like that. You look at AJ Foyt. They came out there and and looked at guys and said, hey. We ain't the team that we had been in the past. I think uh, Trowbridge put a little extra boost in that steering wheel there. And uh, Kimball looked like, you know, he was out there uh, with something to prove. That was uh, something that I, I really think, uh, I mean, Charlie Kimball's been a solid driver since he came into uh, yeah. IndyCar. Is he uh, one of those top-tier Scott Dixon-type guys? No, but you put a good oh. car under him, and he's going to drive the wheels off the thing. Yeah. yeah, he came out last night with guns a-blazing, and uh, like I said, he was up towards the front a good portion of the race. I mean, he, he put a really good ride, uh, you know, together for that A.J. Foyt team. That's right, exactly. And I think if you get, like I said, you give him a good ride, if he's comfortable in that car, man, watch out. It, it's when he he doesn't get too comfortable, he doesn't get that, then that's where, uh, uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. He does know his way around Texas and Indy. But I think even with this full-time ride, Tim, uh, that gives him the confidence this year. He's not fighting for anything. He, he's he got that full-time ride. He feels comfortable. He doesn't have to change teams here and there and uh, do a half stint here, a half stint there, get used to other people. I mean, he's getting used to you guys there. Uh, he's going to feel comfortable there. He came off a, uh, a great race, unfortunate ending, but still uh, a solid finish there for Kimball and, and – what a way for TK on his last uh, Texas race here. A top 10 finish. I mean, he deserved it. He he, he went out there, 
and I think he got a uh, 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 pass through penalty there as well. So um, unfortunate and there on for the TK. Side note, Charlie's car was awesome looking. It did. I, yes, I really, it did. I really did like that library. It does look sharp out there. Uh, and in going back to libraries, look at Tony Canon throwing it around in that Seven Eleven back, uh, bringing yep. it back to days Throwback. old. There, yep. So uh, I, I really do. I think uh, um, that uh, uh, AJ Foyt that that team really came out and said, "Hey, this is what we got to prove." Then you look down the line at a, a team that performed well last year in Coin and. Unfortunately, I think Ferrucci's going to be in for a hard year here this year. His sophomore year is going to be a tough one there, losing his engineer to uh, to Dixon. And we just saw, I mean, not having Bourdais there, I think is going to affect him more than we thought here uh, at the beginning of the season. I agree. I agree. I think, you know, um, Bourdais is that mentor and kind of that um... – that information source to go to and you know anytime that you know you have a question or or anything about a certain track and you got Bourdais ran them all you can go right there hey uh Sebastian you know I'm, I'm struggling here and you got a wealth of knowledge right there to guide you but yeah I agree with you I think Ferrucci's gonna have a bumpy year this year absolutely but yeah. then we uh let's move on to um the somewhat new old team McLaren, Aerosmith, Peterson, or however you pronounce all that. <laughs> Sam. Um, yeah. Sam Peterson uh, Motorsports or something. Yeah, it's too many words. Well, I just like to call it McLaren. But, <laughs> exactly um, right. Uh, you know, two young guys, and, and you got the, the younger of the two, the rookie, the true rookie, because I don't consider Pat Ward a true rookie. He's had some IndyCar races under his belt. But uh, Askew comes in top ten. He I mean, good job. Second there good run behind for the Dixon kid. for a little bit until that last stop came out. And man, if they were able to hold on to it just a few more laps, they would have got that uh, yellow flag with Felix. And, and Askew could have been on a whole new ballpark there. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it really, um, I, I think uh, with that, uh, these guys look sharp. Those cars look good on the ovals. Uh, I, I think. Uh, the ovals really work in Askew's favor. I think he he really uh, acclimated himself in that Indy Light series to those ovals. He seemed to really enjoy those and have a good time with that. He's building off of that momentum from winning the Freedom 100 last year. So I, I think you look at ovals, he's going to be their oval guy. You look at Pato, who was getting ready for that F1 run, who had been running over there with uh, Red Bull last year, and they're going to have a force uh, really out there in uh, those road course street courses so uh it'll definitely be interesting to watch those guys is i think they they they're on a climb up from where they were with hinchcliffe and uh erickson that that pairing there not to take anything yep. away from erickson because i think he's a solid driver i un unfortunately i do think hinchcliffe's on his way down and uh i mean we've talked about it before not yeah. one of the he's not that hinchcliffe that he was uh, a few years ago He's not he he didn't develop into that driver that everybody thought he was gonna be. But then again, after that accident, uh, that to. that would that has to play in his mind every time he gets in the car. And and you know nothing against him, it would play in my mind too. Right. I mean, you almost lost your life. Absolutely, yeah. It's hard so, to really come back from something like that and really put it on the line like you were before. Right. And then, uh, but you know, even still talking about Pato, 
Uh, 12th place finish on a oval. That's not right. bad. No, I'm not taking anything away from Pato. So that's just showing you how solid that is. And, and once again, not taking anything away from Askew on those road courses. I just think that's a good pairing. And I think uh, I may have uh, underrated those two early on this season when they uh, announced the uh, the pairing there of those those guys. I, I think they're going to be tough. And I've said that all along. I think that's going to be a tough team. You know, maybe not this year. You know, get 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 acclimated and, and get your drivers happy and get all your team happy and working together. And, you know, come 2021, I think they come out and compete with, you know, the Ganassis and the Penske's and the Foyt's and, and the Andretti's. And I think they're going to be a team to reckon with. Absolutely. there. I, I agree with you there. And I, I think like we said there before, I think with, uh, uh, Foyt going out there, they're, they're coming off a, a great little, uh, momentum there. And then they get uh, uh, Dalton is going to step in here um, the next race with them. And, and I like Kimber- that kid. Exactly. So they get a new pairing here, and uh, they'll, they'll get to come out here and run the next race here in uh, just a little under a month. So we get a, we get a like a ooh, and then a ah, because we got to wait I now know. four weeks. But, uh, hey, it's okay. We're, we're back to racing. We're, we're somewhat – we're getting back to that normal here. We got some local racing uh, happening here. So uh, yeah. getting into the speed drums out there. We got karting going on. So uh, the, the, we're getting the swing here back. I don't know. You didn't catch any of uh, the highlights from that dirt race last night from Eldora, did you? No, I did not. Um, but speak, going back to speaking of uh, local, I know speed drum ran Friday, Saturday, and uh, they're running today. Very nice, very nice. But uh, um, yeah, let's hear about Eldora. Uh, was the speed drum was still there? They're not allowing fans. We said, is that correct? No, they're not. Okay, they're not. No spectators. That. So uh, hopefully, here I think July is is when we start to roll out that last little bit of getting back to normal here in Indiana. So uh, hopefully, we see that there. But uh, yeah, so uh, we talk about that uh, Eldora action, man. Wow, uh, those late models are out there last night. And uh, Bobby Pierce in second place. I don't know. Did you see uh, a picture of his car by chance if you were scrolling Facebook today? This dude no, hit not. the wall about every turn. He got second place. Starts 17th. Just wall rides the hell out of the, the track. And uh, he's smacking. He's putting plenty of effort into this ride. He's sparking like fireworks hitting the wall. Takes it from 17th to second. Brandon Shepard, who's been just fantastic this year, out there just uh, tearing up the place, ends up falling back. I think he burned up them tires, got a little heat in them. And McCready coming from the seventh row in there, and I called it before I was watching it with Stillwell and Nick, and I was like, watch, guys, McCready's going to take this. He's he's points leader. He's tough here. And uh, that Speed Weeks was a a huge week for uh, McCready there. So, he ends up taking that win. They go to a, a green-white checkered finish. And, man, I, I think that's an instant classic there. It was pretty pretty fun to watch. I got to give uh, those guys a lot of credit there over at Eldora, man. It's, Eldora, it, it never disappoints. You watch oh, it. It's a great track to watch dirt racing. And, I mean, you had a, a really racy line. I really thought McCready. Man, He, I mean, we talk about catfish and howdy. You, he is riding that low side all race. And I thought he, once he got around Shepard, he was going to swing it up in front of him. He didn't end up going to that high side and really blocking 
until that restart happens in that green-white checker because at that point, you got to. And Shepard actually falls from, like, second to fourth or fifth. So uh, out of the podium yeah, there. on the bottom, huh? Exactly. Yeah, man. I mean, he, he did a uh, – McCready just did a fantastic – fantastic job getting around the track there so uh, she's a wheel man anyways i mean you know is, that, that, that dude can drive absolutely and, and that just gets me pumped to watch a little more i'm not gonna lie watching that race last night if, if if you haven't seen much dirt this year i would highly recommend you pull up that race from last night and you watch that because that was a fun fun race so Stillwell's he's got that watching for me and i'm, I'm looking left i got dirt on my left i'd look right I've got the, the IndyCar race going on there. So left, right, left, right. And then they start dying laughing. When Felix wrecks, man, I lose it. Like, I'm losing it. And then it got good action over here, though, on the uh, the left side. So it worked out well. You get a caution at one place, and you get good racing on the other TV there. So I, uh, yeah, I had to enjoy last night. It was a good time. That sounds like a good time. Absolutely. So uh, we got some... Uh, uh, NASCAR happening today as well as moving on to ATL going down to Atlanta. They're going to sling some fun, get some, uh, get a Flash little track. It is. And it, I'm sure it's hot down in Atlanta day. Hot oh Atlanta. yeah. Hot Atlanta, baby. It'll be getting on there. And, uh, <laughs> Scott says he heard me screaming when Felix wrecked, like somebody was breaking into my house. <laughs> I was a little disappointed there. You, uh, we talked about. It. I'm a Felix guy now, and that was unfortunate there. But uh, hey, we got some guests to talk some NASCAR with us. Is not only do we have uh, Kike back here, Jorge Jones from that Mexico Pro Series, but we got a treat today, Howdy. Did you see who's uh, who's hopping on here and going to chat with us? No, I didn't. The first Hispanic ever in NASCAR. So that is a just an absolute treat. There's Carlos Contreras. Yeah, Suarez. No, Carlos Contreras actually. Even before Suarez, there was Carlos Contreras. So we are gonna have the first ever Hispanic NASCAR driver here on the show today. So I am excited. They are here. Let's hop them on down here and chat with these guys here. I had a blast with these guys flight, last Jimmy. week. We're gonna chat with. Kike, Carlos, and Jorge here. How's it going, guys? Hello. How are you? Hello. Nice. Hola. Hey, what's up, guys? The hello was Jorge. The hola was Mr. Where's Carlos. <laughs> Mr. Carlos there. <laughs> hey, Papa. So, how are you doing, guys? Fantastic. Good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. I'm very excited to be here with you. Thanks for having us. Oh, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for the invite. We're very happy to be here with you guys. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for coming on and talking with us. So, Carlos, I'm going to get right into it. I mean, uh, uh, obviously, this question I'm sure has been asked is, Howdy and I, we both uh, recently just watched the uh, the documentary Uppity uh, about yep. Mr. Ribs and his his kind of fight against uh, diversity in in all of motorsports, but NASCAR there in IMSA. How how was that for you climbing up through uh, the ranks and, and everything like that? 
So you're talking about the, my career, or I, I don't understand your question. Yeah, so c coming up in your career there through NASCAR and making that climb through the trucks, through Xfinity and stuff like that, were you ever yeah. faced with uh, the the adversity of being uh, uh, a minority? Yeah, that was uh, a big, big step for me because I was uh, racing in Mexico for the, since 1990. We won eight championships in different series in Mexico City and in different series in Mexico. But uh, that was a very, very important year for me, 1998 and 1999, when we won the Mustang Cup. That was the top series in Mexico. And then the, my sponsor, Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels Latin America, they helped me and they pushed me a lot with my uh, brother Enrique, Kike's uh, dad. So they pushed me and we opened the door for the Mexicans. Uh, Adrian Fernandez, he already, uh, at, the, at the same time, he opened the, opened the door for the IndyCar drivers. I so, remember that. So yeah, so all the Mexicans, they, like a driver, you were thinking, I want to be part of the IndyCar drive, IndyCars. So that was really, really hard because I was the first Hispanic in 1999. Uh, Fontana, California, I remember my first race. Oh, man, that was so crazy because, uh, you know, in Mexico, we have just uh, sprint races. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little longer we, here. Oh, oh my God. And, <laughs> and, and the, all the tracks, actually, we, we had, uh, not this moment, but in, in the 1990s, early 2000s, uh, we had just uh, road courses in Mexico, small road courses. Interesting. Uh, and the, the Mustang Cup, 400 uh, horsepower so that was the top series in Mexico so uh, I remember my first time in Jotana I said oh my god it's not it's just it's gonna be like piece of cake for me <laughs> oh that was so crazy I was so scared no Fontana Fontana was pretty actually we had a, a I had no fear I said no problem uh, we started with the uh, impact motorsports uh, the number 12 uh, with uh, Stacy Compton, Scott Riggs. Yes, uh, I remember those guys. Yeah, Randy Tolsma. That, so that year, that was a very, very nice, uh, good year for me. And then the second race of the season, that was uh, Daytona. No, actually, that was, I raced Fontana, the last race of the 1999 season. Sure, and then starting off the next season with Daytona there. Exactly. I said, oh, they kind of eh, like Days of Thunders, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I, uh, and, and this is a true story, true story. I, I, I remember when I crossed the tunnel and I saw the, the turn four, I said, oh my God, this is, this is, the, the, this is what is this? Is the, the, the a wall or is part of the track? What is that? <laughs> It's a lot of banking. We, we, we don't have bankings in Mexico. So I said, okay. So I jumped to the truck. Uh, my brother, well, he was my supporter because, because he was supporting me in Spanish all the time. So he was the worst, by the way. He was, <laughs> he was trying to kill me every lap. He's trying to kill me every lap. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I, yeah, so I remember he said, okay, Carlos. Let's do this, okay? It's easy. It's just wide open. No problem. Okay. No problem. 
So uh, stay uh, my crew chief. I remember the crew chief. He, he told me, Carlos, just make two laps in the, in the apron and then start uh, rolling and start, uh, you know, you have to be, uh, learn the track, learn the truck, the horsepower, the draft is new for you. Everything is new for you. I said, okay, no problem. And he said, two laps in the apron. Okay, two laps. And that was one lap, two laps, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was trying the first time, the banking, and I felt a uh, pretty bad uh, sensation in, my, in all the whole, my whole body. I said, what, what, what is this? I, I, I remember I was lifting all the time. I was lifting the throttle because that was very impressive for me, for my brain, for my body. Said, oh, what is this? And everybody was uh, drafting. And I said, oh, my God. And my brother, what happened with you? <laughs> so don't be a chicken. And I, I took my wheel off and I, do it. You do it. I'm scared. <laughs> he says, you, you do it. I'll spot for you and try to kill you every lap. How about you do it? <laughs> so that was really, really hard for me to broke that ice. And when, well, finally we did it. And I was that was a learning year for me, 2000. And then that was very, very important years, the next two years, 2001, 2002, because we signed with a two years contract with the King, with Richard Petty. So we drove, I drove the, the very famous Hot Wheel number 43 truck yep. for two years. So that was an amazing, amazing year for, for me and for my, all my family. So where'd you finish in that first Daytona? I didn't finish. Ah, that, you know what? That race, I had a, a fuel pump problems, and I was in the group with um, uh, Bodine. Remember the big, big okay. guys? Yeah. 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 I guys do remember in, that. In the, in, the, in the front stretch? Yep. I, I was behind those guys. So and wow. that, before the accident, I had a, a fuel. Uh, thanks God, I said uh, I had a fuel problems, and uh, one of my. my uh, best friends in Mexico, he saw the accident in front of me. I, 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 I saw some kind of light, but that was the explosion. Not the end of the tunnel. That's the start What happened? Oh, nothing, 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 nothing. No, man, no, problem, no problem. He was shaking. And I said, tell me the truth. No, no, nothing. It's fine. You're fine. <laughs> so, oh, oh my God! So, so that was when I started racing. I started racing the, with the real boys. So that was it wasn't easy for me. NASCAR is very tough. Yeah, and was worse for me because I had to learn the long races. I remember the, another good one. It's uh, in, in Homestead, Miami Homestead. <laughs> that was the second race of the season after Daytona. And I remember Greg Biffle, uh, Jack Sprague, all the drivers drinking a lot of waters, uh, uh, you know, energy drinks, uh, boom, 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 uh, bananas, uh, chips, uh, a lot of potato, you know. And I was uh, eating hot dogs, drinking Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Why these guys are doing <laughs> So that was my first bad experience because that was a very long race. The weather, you know, Miami is always uh, very humid. <laughs> and we were for like 100 uh, the Fahrenheit. I said, no problem. 
I don't need air conditioning, anything. Uh, the first 40 laps, uh, oh, but I remember the lap 20. Uh, I asked my brother, hey, how many, uh, Carlos, you're, uh, we, were, we were running 11, and the next lap 12, the next lap 14, the next lap 18. And my brother, what happened? Uh, I don't know, bro. Hey, <laughs> what happened? How many laps, bro? <laughs> and, and he said, hey, you just got this. Oh my, we have uh, lap 40 right now. You need to do another 160 laps. <laughs> and I was what? thinking, man, I need to crash this <laughs> truck right now. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm so tired. I'm uh, uh, I'm feel pretty bad. So man, I had to tell the truth, and I jumped out of the the, the truck. And my crew chief, that was uh, in that moment, uh, uh, Doug George, he was a racer driver. So he he jumped to the truck and he finished the race for me. And I remember, hey, Carlos, the big boss wants to talk with you. Um, uh oh, the, the Hot Wheels guy in Mexico. Oh my God, that was a very bad meeting for me. <laughs> but after that, I'm starting taking very, very serious this deal. <laughs> I mean, you, obviously, you explained to him like, "Hey, man, we're used to going like 50 miles compared to these like, you know, 200 and you know, more like that." You know, so it's, it's a little yeah. different there. These that hot was... dogs weren't so bad in Mexico, but now I got a little longer to sit there on with it on my stomach. And a good, yeah. uh, a good thing to point out about Carlos. Since he was coming from Mexico, he was really good in the road courses. So the races in Watkins Glen, Portland, all those road courses that the trucks used to visit. I mean, Carlos was right up there with the leaders, you know, leading laps and everything. I remember there was one that, uh, Carlos, if I'm not mistaken, correct uh, correct me, but at Watkins Glen, you were leading several laps. And then I think you had a pit issue or something like that. Yes, sir. Actually, we were leading in the Xfinity Series and we were leading in the truck series. But my first Watkins Glen in 2000, that was um, that was an amazing race. We were leading by 14 seconds to uh, Kurt Busch. Nice. He was his rookie his rookie <clears throat> year, and man, that was uh, so so cool. And we had a big bad bad uh, pit stops, the yellow flags and bad pit stops again. So we finished sixth. But that was a uh, yeah all the road courses. I love the road courses with NASCAR in, in, in uh, all the road courses in, in Road America, Mid Ohio. Good, good experience in those uh, road courses. So I have to ask, you know, coming coming from Mexico into you know doing the NASCAR racing in America, you know, a, a, a lot of guys here know know these different drivers. You know, like say for now, Kyle Busch. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., you know, and a lot of rookies coming up, they kind of get intimidated by those names because they know who they are. Now, for you, coming from Mexico in the NASCAR, did you know a lot of these guys, and did they really kind of intimidate you, or were you like, yeah, I don't know who this guy is, so let's go race? Well, uh, my, the first year, I just uh, well, uh, knew some uh, big names like Jeff Gordon. Or, um, <clears throat> You raced uh, with Dale if you raced. Was, you was Earnhardt in the, the series still? Was he still alive when you were there? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah. we raced in Daytona uh, for, uh, the day before. The day before. No, the two days before. We, we raced uh, Friday, and he raced uh, Sunday. Mm -hmm. I was in Disneyland with my family uh, when I saw, when, when, I, when I heard that, the, the bad, the bad, uh, 
bad news. Gotcha. So, wow. uh, yeah, and I spent a lot of uh, good time with the junior, doing some uh, charities, doing some uh, autograph sessions with Dale Junior, and with the with Koi uh, Gibbs. Koi Gibbs, he okay. was racing with me <clears throat> yeah. at that time. Oh my God! It's 20 years ago, man. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm old. <laughs> something that I something that I want to go uh, point uh, out about your question is the drivers that started uh, from Mexico that started racing in NASCAR in the 2000s, like Carlos. They didn't really have that, uh, you know, example of, of following someone or a series in Mexico. Nowadays, you know, in Mexico you have the NASCAR Mexico series. Right. which also was a big part of uh, Carlos and his brother Enrique were a big part of that project in Mexico so that the drivers could now have that system. You know, they can start racing in Nobles and then once they get here to the U.S., they already know, uh, you know, more or less how, how Ovals work. For Carlos, it was different because there was no such thing as NASCAR in Mexico when he started. So it was, you know, a total different scenario once he got here. Right, and that's a, a great way to put that, you know, is he... Like we were talking about with, uh, like, Felix Rosenquist. I'm not sure if you guys watch IndyCar now, yeah. but Felix, he came over from overseas. He he knew nothing of ovals. The first time he drove an oval was the Indianapolis 500 last year, getting ready for that, preparing for that. So it, it's kind of like that same scenario there is you, you see these guys, and it takes – Carlos, I mean, explain that, that kind of jump. I mean, you talked about looking at the banking at Daytona. And just kind of that was a whole new ball game itself. But how is it to go from a, a normally running road courses, like he said, into transitioning into these ovals? Well, the first mistake I had, I, 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 a big, big mistake for one year. I was used, I was my breaking points that was too, too deep. So, uh, in the, especially in the, in the, in the short tracks. I, I was driving like a like a road course, you know, breaking right. point. Boom. So I was killing the speed and all the momentum. So that was my big biggest mistake. And and then uh, the king, we were walking in uh, Martinsville, and he showed me exactly how to do that. And I I, uh, I was much better next time. And uh, I was learning from <clears throat> from uh, the other drivers because. Uh, I, it's hard to to learn when nobody wants to help you. So I have a very very good friends. Like uh, I, in that time, my best friend was Scott Riggs. He teach me a lot, a lot, a lot, and he gave me good good tips. Uh, actually, Jimmy Johnson and I, we were we were running together in the Xfinity. That's awesome. Uh, that was the Bush series at that time, right? In Fontana, and he said, "Carlos, anything, anything you need, please let me know." He was so, so, uh, no, no, you know, a lot of people, a lot of drivers, they, they, they don't like Hispanics, but a lot, a lot of, uh, I had a lot of fans at that time. Actually, I had more fans here in the U.S. than in Mexico, <laughs> but. All my fans are now are dying because I'm 50. <laughs> you just keep going back to that age here. That's uh, we're gonna have to get you back in a ride, make you feel young again here, Carlos. <laughs> so, and I have to I have to bring this up too because you mentioned his name earlier, Adrian Fernandez. Yes, sir. You know, Adrian Fernandez was was an ambassador for you know. Uh, <laughs> 
Mexico into IndyCar racing, and and I really think that he brought a lot of Hispanic drivers to the forefront because of Adrian Fernandez. So was that a guy that you looked up to in your racing career, and and do you think that he really helped you break through into to where you were at? Definitely, definitely, yes, yes. Actually, I was racing in the Erdest uh, team, the Erdest competition team that was the biggest right. team at that time. Right. So our goal for all of the drivers, uh, that was the first step that was Erdest competition team because Erdest had uh, Michelle Jordan Jr. in yep. uh, IndyCar. Yeah. And Carlos Guerrero and then Mario Dominguez. So everybody wants to be, like, I want to be, what is your goal? To be an uh, IndyCar driver. That was when my brother, Hot Wheels, said, okay, it's time to jump to the uh, U.S. What is the next step? And I said, IndyCar. And uh, my brother said, nope. I <laughs> nope. said, why not? <laughs> nope, nope, no. Nope. Why? Because you're a, a stalker champion. We don't have any Mexican. And you have to be the, the NASCAR Adrian Fernandez. You have to open that door for the, for the, for the, the, the next generations. So that's why we took the decision. Actually, no, we. He did, he took that decision, and I'm glad and I'm very very um, happy with that decision because it changed my life. For so, do you think a little bit of that decision on your brother's end was because he knew he couldn't spot and he was going to put you in an open wheel car, and then he really would have killed you. <laughs> he, my brother, honestly, he's a genius. He's a genius. He was the best driver in Mexico. For, uh, he won eight championships. He was the best uh, crew chief because when I was racing with the Hot Wheels, he was my the owner, and he was my crew chief. Nice. And we won everything. That, that those years, 1998, 1999. Oh my God, that was the one of the best years in my life. Actually, my my best years. And he is, and he was uh, looking for the future, and he said, Carlos. You have the talent to do that, please do it. And then in 2002, he started with a new series in Mexico, the truck series with the spec trucks. And that was when in Mexico, everybody was trucks in Mexico, ovals, new ovals, very small ovals. And then uh, that was when uh, Carlos Slim and all the big, big guys in Mexico, they said, hey, long races, pit stops. Uh, I like that. No Good more sprint dogs. races. That was when he, uh, a lot of drivers, they moved to uh, my brother's series. And then uh, they called the Safio Corona. That was the second name of NASCAR. And then NASCAR said, hey, now it's NASCAR Mexico. And my brother, he was the NASCAR director for... 16 years so oh my god my brother he like i said he he he's a very very smart guy well, that's awesome yes. that he he knew so, something i want to point out that i was saying a little bit earlier is that all those drivers you see coming up you know hispanic or mexican drivers that you see coming up in this recent years it's much you know it's it's thanks to this pioneers of the sport that have uh, established this, I guess, oval style in Mexico because prior to that there was nothing like that. So these drivers are starting at early ages, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, already racing in ovals. You know, be before there was NASCAR Mexico, there was no ovals in Mexico. 
And now there's, right. uh, I don't know, Carlos, how many ovals are there in Mexico that were built just specifically for, for NASCAR Mexico? Oh, man, that was uh, uh, how many we had already. All the ovals. Actually, we had just one oval, the Hermano Rodriguez. Oh, that's uh, right, yes. That, that was the only oval. And but then no they start building, building a new oval. Yeah, uh, Aguascalientes is like Iowa uh, now. Uh, yeah, Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Uh, yeah. We so have a, a two, three decent. De ah, in Puebla. 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 Yeah. Yeah, we have a, a three very decent oval trucks, and, and and all the NASCAR rules, all the drivers they know the the rules. So exactly. that was that was easy for Germán uh, Quiroga. That was easy for Daniel Suarez because they know that the, the rules, they know where they, the, the pit stops. So it's completely different now. Nice. That's... Actually, when, when I came here to the U.S., my first race, I, I had, uh, I was 30 years old now, but that was a different uh, yeah. scenarios, a different, a different era. You say uh, Dale Earnhardt, uh, all the big guys, 30 years, 30 years, uh, you were one of the, the rookies guys. Today, I... today, uh, it's completely different. 30, 30 years old, maybe you're old. It is. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, I see exactly yeah it's, it's definitely a younger man's sport now. Yes, it is. We saw, I think, the last person to really ride out. I mean, we saw Mark Martin. He lasted a long time. Mm -hmm. And Dale Jarrett. But unfortunately, when you, you get up to that, you got these young guys that – uh, you, as an older person, you've been in those wrecks. You you know how they feel. You know how your your body feels afterwards. You might not be as apt to throw it into that gap as that young guy that necessarily doesn't know what that uh, wreck feels like the next day. Is that part of it there? Yes, sir. Actually, actually, says, yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and and the kids, uh, those kids, uh, those uh, Christopher Bell, uh, those. Uh, guys, no fear, man. And the, the, wow. uh, I drove. I drove. Uh, uh, I, we started with the the truck team in 2016, and I was trying to uh, just uh, qualify in Atlanta and uh, Vegas with the truck, the Contrast Motorsports uh, truck. And my brother told me, "Okay," and I said, "Man, this is. I, I don't feel good. Why not? Because man, in the driver's intro." I'm the I'm the grandfather. <laughs> I need a dog. When I'm walking, I'm blind. That's, well, that's, like... that's why we that's why we have him in the i racing pro uh, Mexico Pro Series now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, the other thing is they racing. I, I used to be a good driver, and today, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I was now I'm I'm fighting to qualify with this. They have those kids. These, these millenniums are good in everything. Well, and that's like we've talked on the show before. Uh, like this year with NASCAR, with uh, like you mentioned, Christopher Bell, uh, Tyler Reddick, Cole Custer. These rookies that are coming in NASCAR now are just th these kids are coming out guns a blazing and they're ready. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think, and if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, a bunch of them are coming from dirt. So I guess that I don't yeah. know if that translates to better performance on asphalt and you know concrete. But I mean, these guys are just a lot of the good drivers that we see are they're you know their upbringing is dirt. 
So, Jorge, where, I mean, you sound like you're very knowledgeable when it comes to this scene here. I mean, where, how, number one, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? And number two, what's uh, outside of like the, the iRacing, the series here, what's your involvement? You seem like you have a lot more involvement in the series than just a fan. Yes, yes. So uh, I'm 27 years old, and, you know, I've been a fan since I was a little kid. I remember watching Carlos race in the Hot Wheels truck. I used to have <laughs> my Hot Wheels. Uh, truck uh you know and would go to the races as well and everything and then uh once i started growing up i i, w I became really interested in the business side of, of the sport right so uh once i went to college i applied for the nascar diversity internship program and i was selected to be a part of that for three years so it's a 10-week summer paid internship and the first year i uh, had the opportunity to work with rev racing uh, I actually started there with uh, Haley Deegan. She was part of the Legends uh, program. Oh. So I did. I remember doing a bunch of interviews with her and everything. That was pretty cool. But, I mean, she was she was barely starting out. I don't, I don't think many people knew who she was there. And then the second that was in Charlotte and Concord in their shop there. And then the second year, I went to Daytona. for In the corporate office, I did uh, communications and marketing there. It was a great time, you know, uh, de dealing with the uh, Hispanic media a lot. And then the last year, which I did it, which was in 2017, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I did Hispanic marketing. So we worked a lot with Carlos and that video, uh, the documentary, uh, we, we put uh, a lot of that together, the Hispanic marketing team, uh, just to kind of highlight Carlos' success. Because as, as you know, we mentioned, he was a big part for, for NASCAR both in Mexico and here in the United States as he opened those doors. But, yeah, I mean, I've been a racing fan since I can remember, and I love all type of racing, F1, NASCAR, Indy. That's why I hate when fans, you know, they like, this is better, this is that. No, everything is – you just have to find the special thing of each one and then just enjoy all of them. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good way to, to the limit. That. That's, that's a that's very good I point do. right there. And I, you know – I live here in San Antonio, Texas, so I'm at uh, Circuit of the Americas all the time. I've I've had the I'm jealous. <laughs> so I, I've watched the V8, I've watched the Supercars, the World Endurance Championship, F1, MotoGP. I've you know seen NASCAR. So I, I'm just uh, uh, a passionate guy of motorsports, not just one series, just uh, you know. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. So I mean, growing awesome. up and and playing with that Hot Wheel car. Uh, seeing, watching Mr. Uh, Carlos here wheel that car around there and really break down a wall. How is that now to kind of be sitting in the same aspect of him doing the same whole thing here in the Mexico Pro Series? That's got to be like uh, kind of a dream come true. That'd be like if Buddy Lazier came and ran one of something I did. I mean, I don't know if I'd be able to speak. I'd be over there going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. For us, it's amazing that Carlos joined the Mexico Pro Series Championship. We were very happy uh, once we, uh, you know, invited him to come. It's just uh, such an honor to have drivers like him uh, be part of the championship. And also, you know, uh, current drivers in the NASCAR Mexico Series. And then uh, in, in the K&N also, we have Ruben. We have... Uh, you know, we have several drivers that, that, that are joining us, and it's just uh, such a pleasure for us to be working with these great drivers. And then just, you know, we want competition. That's what we want in our championship for, so we can provide that to the fans. And uh, thanks to district drivers, it's, it's what's happening now. Absolutely. So we're really thankful with them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's so much fun to call there because, like you said, I mean, you have a, 
uh, a vast variety of ages, of styles there that these guys have ran. And, and Carlos, I'm going to ask for this here because, I mean, you're talking about being the grandfather, you know, the, the, the wise guy <laughs> in the field. But how does that translate to iRacing there? Do you feel a little more competitive against these guys in iRacing compared to uh, being out on the real track? <laughs> I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> so, you, so you can tell on iRacing even. I'm it's, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you you can tell on iRacing even with these guys the the competition still. It's uh, I mean, it, it's a little more tough. Uh, and, and I don't mean to keep beating you down, but uh, being a little older, it, it is a little tougher to to run with these younger guys sometimes. Hey, yeah, Carlos, sure. I feel yeah. your pain on this because I'm old, too, and he makes fun of me all the time. So. <laughs> hey, I feel old when I wake up. I'm not a young jigging anymore. <laughs> I'm one of those old guys. You said in the 30s, you're old for NASCAR. Well, I'd be old for NASCAR. There's a reason I wear a hat. There's a big forehead, big balding spot above here. <laughs> yeah, it's completely, completely. Uh, it's, it's really, really tough to uh, compete with these guys. They have the best uh, championship in uh, in with the Mexican drivers and American drivers. So I thought that it would be easy for me because I love iRacing. When when I was uh, trying to qualify for the races because I missed the, the first one, Phoenix, so uh, I'm not lucky, so I have to qualify. Oh my God, they, those guys are really, really fast. So I have to change my, my steering wheel. I had the, the first Logitech uh, uh, since 2003. Sure. So 17 years old, wheel. I said, no, I need another wheel. <laughs> but I'm still, uh, I have the same problem with this, the new one. <laughs> well, darn so it, you wouldn't spend money for it nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to practice. I need to practice. Especially the next race because dirt, oh my God, I'm, I'm terrible. But I want to, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Carlos. I want to point out that we had a practice run for Lanier and Dirt. And Carlos, he finished second, so I'm I, I'm thinking he has a hidden talent in dirt or something. Yeah, but I, 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 I was lucky because I I, I loved that I saw I saw the white flag and was running, I was in seventh place, and then oh, suddenly I don't know what happened, but suddenly, oh congratulations to P two! I said what? <laughs> what happened? Were you running <laughs> street stocks on dirt? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. The. Dirt stocks, I think they're called. Yeah, the, the street stocks on there. Yeah, and Lanier. Those things, next, I mean, they look fun. Next time, try uh, 305 wing sprint cars. You'll really enjoy them. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, we should try. Yeah. Because Tommy Boy and I aren't dirt guys, and we didn't really start doing any dirt racing until we started iRacing. And we we both kind of have clinged on to the the sprint cars and that's our thing on dirt we both love the sprint cars i think they're pretty stable to drive so give the 305s a try i think you'll really like them we should try those. yeah for sure we're gonna try those and i want to point out something what we wanted to do in the championship is kind of throw something a little bit different a lot of the guys that are competing in the in the championship are not used to dirt or haven't raced in dirt you know i think we right. have a few probably matt scadges caleb hudgens so that's actually an advantage to them but most of them have never participated in dirt so we wanted to throw you know a little curveball at them and be like okay we want to see how you do now and we're, hold on I here guess, though I guess it's like <laughs> that's not a little curveball that's a huge <laughs> curveball yeah, you you it's a whole left. new world Watch, uh, well, yeah, what movie is it? I the Cars. <laughs> is it Cars 3 when he learns on dirt? 
<laughs> and he, Lightning McQueen has to learn how to turn right to go left. Oh, yes. No, that's the uh, first one. Is, I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> one of the cars, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. if like you want to be fast, you have to turn right first and then left. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes yep. sense. It blows my mind there. That's uh, I, I want to see you guys in these indie cars. I think watching you guys in these indie cars would be some fun. So that's oh, one of the last. That's what I told. <laughs> that's what I told Kiki and uh, Jorge. Exactly. We need we need, we, we need to drive those the indie cars. Oh yeah, I, uh, I I'm gonna yeah, put something up sure. for you guys on that one. That'll be fun. But uh, something I I, I don't want to continue on this because it seemed like you were very happy going into that that nascar side of things and and kind of straying away from indy but you said you were with kike's dad and and kike's dad ran an indy lights there um was there at any point a time that uh maybe after your nascar that you said i i, I maybe i do want to go back to indy and give that a try or at that point were you so so in love with nascar that that's where you stayed oh uh, man i love the nascar uh, so I don't know. Drive for uh, for the Paris. That was an incredible uh, experience for me. So not like a driver, Richard. He was a. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the winter times with with uh, his family. I got you. Nice. So uh, man, NASCAR is uh, is real. NASCAR is everybody's family there. You so you 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 know they have some. Uh, issues between the drivers but that at the end of the day they they sleep in the same uh, garage with the motorhomes so uh, i i think nascar is a family sport so wow it's amazing so it grew on you there i mean it seemed like yeah. your first love well, would have been indycar but it, it ended up growing on you there and, and that's kind of an interesting way to hear that because honestly i see richard as an owner and i don't think of him as a a very interactive owner i mean he he did his time in nascar he had the money that he could fund a team but the way you're you're making it sound is he was walking you around martinsville he's giving you tips and obviously he wants his team to perform well but i didn't think that he, what better guy to learn from exactly <laughs> right yeah but the most important thing that i really i know he is the king he's not because he won seven championships he's because he's an incredible uh, human being. It's, it's, he's incredible. I remember when uh, he told me one. Uh, he 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 saw me one race very very mad with the truck and I make a mistakes and I have some crashes. Ta ta ta. And he told me, Carlos, come on, and said, always don't worry about the car, don't worry about the results, don't worry about if you're running in the back of the field. Don't worry. I want to see you all the time smiling and your fans if you're mad smile sign autograph and then go to the howler but always you have to be very very nice with your fans always seeing that yeah rule, exactly. that's rule that's number really cool. one boom i said okay okay i said okay and and it works a lot and i mean jorge you see this as far as the fan side is as well there is what is it like being a uh i mean jorge like you, you're on the business end uh carlos you you were on the driving end racing is a is a fan sport it, it is uh, every sport is a fan sport i shouldn't say that but 
it's it's you're more interactive with these fans. You don't have NBA players talking to fans as they're getting into their cars and getting ready for this race. These NBA guys don't have corporate CEOs that have given them millions of dollars saying, "Hey, I want you to go out and you got to do these meet and greets." What is that like in that uh, that kind of the sports world and that side of things? Does that kind of calm you down kind of get you out of your head before a race or does that kind of kind of get the emotions maybe flowing a little more talking to the fans and, and being so interactive and, and welcoming to the the that side of things yeah so one of the things that i've always loved about nascar like you say is how accessible the drivers are to their fans or how you know how close fans can get to the you know real action there and it doesn't matter, you know, if you're uh, a Jimmy Johnson, if you're a Kevin Hart, or if you're a, I don't know, uh, drivers that, that are not as famous yet. But all the drivers are always so good to the fans. And I think it's it's not only a NASCAR thing. I think it's more of a motorsports thing. We also see that in Indy. Uh, probably F1, not so much. <laughs> but uh, I think American motorsports, that's more of an American motorsports thing where fans can really have access to these drivers. And that's totally different to other uh, professional uh, American sports. You don't see that in the NBA. You don't see that in the NFL. I mean, right. you, you see it to a certain extent, but not the extent that NASCAR ha uh, can reach. And, and we see, you know, all the different programs that they have for the fans. Uh, on race days, they have so many different sponsorship, uh, you know, activities that also involve fans. So I think NASCAR, IndyCar, American Motorsports, they really put an emphasis on the fans because at the end of the day, they are racing because of the fans. You know, it's the fans that allow this sport to continue. So you, you, you have to give back to them for sure. Carlos, would you agree with that? I mean, being a driver, is that something you enjoyed or, or was it I – mean, and be honest, is it kind of uh, – uh, a hassle at the end of the day, like Richard said, to get out of your car after having a bad day and put on a smile, even though you know you didn't have the best day you could have. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with Jorge. And let me tell you, I, I was uh, that was my first race. No, 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 no. That was my first race in two thousand one. So I had one uh, year experience in NASCAR. So I remember I was walking with my wife in Daytona in the garage. And then uh, Bobby Labonte. Bobby Labonte. Bobby, Bobby Labonte. And he said, hey, Carlos. And I was freaking out. I said, what he said? My name? <laughs> hey, Carlos, let me ask you a question. Uh, 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 I was shaking. I said, wow. <laughs> I said, Bobby Labonte is talking. And he, he, he said my name. So I, I, I told Alejandra, and my wife, she, she was shaking too. I said, oh, she's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> you stay back here, honey. You stay back yeah. here. <laughs> Let me go talk and to Bobby he, by myself. And he said, hey, and he said, hey Carlos, um, your shop is in Thomasville, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, because when I'm flying in my helicopter, I I, I, say, I, I saw the, the howler, the hot wheels, and, and the trucks, and, and that, that was my question. So, how you been, Carlos? And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, we were chatting, uh, and we were talking for uh, 15 minutes, and I was shaking pretty bad. I was <laughs> so, I said, oh, my God, one of the cop drivers 
a champion. I was going to say, he was uh, a recent champion at that point, too. Yeah. Exactly. And said, he, 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 he called my, uh, he, he said, hey, dude, hey, nothing. No, hey, Carlos. And that was so impressive for me. So it seems like you really were welcomed at uh, in in NASCAR there. Being a minority, it didn't seem like these drivers seemed to to really mind you out there. As like I said, when we were watching that uh, uppity uh, documentary, some of these guys yeah. didn't want ribs in the the uh, the series because of his race. Nobody, everybody, all the drivers, all the fans. I I never so any kind of a racist guy awesome. or nothing nothing everybody was so pleased so nice uh, everybody opened the doors for me at that time uh, anything you need please carlos it doesn't matter if it was a, a mechanic or the crew, a crew chief or jimmy johnson or bobby labonte and the periga family uh, i spent uh, one day with the peris in his uh, in the family room uh, the king with socks, uh, <laughs> no hat, watching a, a, a football game <laughs> on TV. And I, and I, I, I told my wife, "Can you believe it? We are in the petty in, 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 the, in the king's uh, house. Uh, he doesn't have a dogs. He had two buffaloes outside. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and I said, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that was uh, that was in level cross. And said, oh my god." No, but this is for the history. I say, and it's it, wow. In that at that time, we don't, we don't have uh, social media. We don't have uh, right. smartphones. We don't have nothing. So that was. Uh, I said, wow. That's absolutely incredible. That, that's that's yeah. really a good thing to hear too. Is like like you said. I mean, you were breaking down walls there and really opening up the doors for guys like Ruben Garcia, for guys like uh, Daniel Suarez. Because without you. Uh, it could have been more of a push towards IndyCar for those guys still to this day. So yeah, you broke down the walls. That's so awesome. And and like I said, I just think it's incredible for Jorge to to have grown up at that time and, and able to get inside of the business aspect. And now he's he's sitting here and he's doing stuff with, with somebody he watched grow up. Like I said, that'd be like me getting with Jeff Gordon, Buddy Lazier, something like that. I don't know, Jorge, how you do it. <laughs> I think like like uh, Carlos said when uh, he was talking to Bobby, if I was talking to one of those guys, I'd be uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was shaky I mean, because I didn't speak English. That's why blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, there, guys. Thanks so much for hopping on here with us thank today. You, thank you. Let's thank uh, you, thank you, thank wanna, you, guys, for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us, and I just want to invite everyone watching to watch us next Thursday, uh, Mexico Pro Series iRacing. Watch Carlos on dirt. Hopefully, we'll see if, if that uh, practice run translates to the real thing on Thursday night, and uh, we uh, kick off at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Trekkers and Records, so we hope to see everyone there. I can't wait. I have a blast every time we uh, we we run one of these. Is last week, like I said, you guys could tell it was just a it, it was like a whole new game. There is these guys really put it down on the track. They started to get used to each other, and it, it's turning into something so much fun to watch. And I appreciate you guys for joining in with us. I'm gonna have to jump in and race with you guys one of these times. Oh, it's a blast! Sure, sure. please, sure. please enjoy. No, please.
So that is awesome. Thank there. you guys. Guys, thank thanks so again. Us. Well, thank you. Hey, thank for, you for being on and talking to us. Absolutely, thank guys. You. Appreciate thank it. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you so much, uh, you know, uh, Checkers and Records for everything you guys do for our championship. Absolutely. Well, hey, we, we look forward to uh, watching a more solid racing going on with you guys there. Thanks again for joining us today. Thank you, thank guys. You. Have, have, thank have you. Have a nice Sunday. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. What a... No, that was awesome. Exactly. I, these guys are so much fun down there. And, and, you know, that's really awesome to hear. And I know, uh, you know, that's just how welcomed he was into the sport uh, and, and things like that. And, and he, he broke down the wall. And it, it, I can only imagine his decision in moving from that, that, especially, I mean, at that time, how you know as well as I do, IndyCar wasn't very strong it was it was in that downfall the split from cart he could have really had a solid career in any car but yet he chose to try to to be a a pioneer in uh, nascar there he he took that and ran with it and i mean well i I think what's so awesome about that is you know like how he had mentioned adrian fernandez right and i remember adrian fernandez and and, (laughs) and he really broke down the barrier for you know mexicans in IndyCar. Gabby Chavez and now, and, followed in footsteps right, like that. Exactly. Right. Yep. So, and then Carlos is basically like the Adrian Fernandez of NASCAR. Right. I think that is so awesome. And, and these are things I never knew. I mean, I, I learned something new today, and I think it's great. So that's what I, I, I could even hear your enjoyment because you were bigger into NASCAR at that time. I mean, I was yeah. watching it with dad and stuff, but he'd say some of these names. And if you were on the couch here, you'd been perking up. I, I could hear it just like, ooh, ooh, I remember him. I do. I <laughs> exactly. do. That's like when he said he came in in 2000, I mean, you've got Gordon at his darn near prime at that point. You've got Earnhardt still racing. You've got Jarrett still out there. You've got the Labonte brothers still out there. Right. That is some strong racing in NASCAR. I mean, you had a young Jimmy Johnson, and like <laughs> right. you said, he ran against Kurt Busch in his rookie season. Exactly. I mean, you had look some, at all the talent. You Yeah, you got into NASCAR at a, a, a very tough time to get into NASCAR when it came to uh, the Burtons. I mean, I could keep going down the line. You had Mark Martin driving at that point. Dale Jr. was young at that point. The yep. wall trips were out there. I mean, you had a field stacked. And then Carlos Contreras banging it out there and breaking down walls. That's awesome, man. That was such a good conversation there. And that's awesome, too. Uh, Jorge, he's, he takes care of all the, like, the back end, the social media there and stuff like that. You could tell how much, like I said, you knew right away – he was more than a uh, a fan. He was more yeah. than a uh, just somebody who who watched very avidly. I mean, he 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 knew the the history of Mr. exactly, and I mean that really goes to show there. So hopefully he, he was giving himself a hard time for being old there, but that's uh, it's he, pretty interesting. And when he brought that up, it kind of made me feel good about myself when he was talking about, <laughs> you know, being in a eye racing is, yeah, maybe it's just, I'm old. It, I'm like, okay, I'm right. not the only guy out here that have raced before and get my ass kicked in eye racing. And this is a professional driver telling us this. Right. And that's what I, I thought was pretty interesting. Cause you would have thought eye racing would have been a little more, uh, uh, level playing field, but man, I mean, you're coming from a professional's driver's standpoint right there. And he's saying, no, it does. The age is going to take some – excuse me. Age can be an advantage in racing here. Well, I think a lot of it in uh, iRacing is 
is you take somebody that does drive in real life, and, and we've discussed this before, you don't get the real feel of the right. car. You know, you can't feel, you know, in a real car, if you're going into turn, you can feel that back end starting to step out. On iRacing, by the time it starts to step out, it's too late. They're right, exactly. There. Yeah, you do. You have a little uh, a better grip there, a little better feel there, but such an awesome chat there with both. That was. That was great. Man. That made my whole Sunday. That's that's two weeks in a row now. Those uh, Mexico Pro Series guys came through and just really – Gave us some uh, good good chats, good information. I uh, yeah. I asked Kike see if uh, he'd get his dad on, talk to him about his climb through the Indy Lights and stuff like that. I'd love to hear because his dad was right there in the the split. There he was in IndyCar right when uh, Cart and IRL split. So to get a uh, perspective Ooh. of that man, that would be so much fun to chat about that as well. There again, I bet he knows Adrian Fernandez. Oh, oh, absolutely. He said he was, you know, that's where Kike's dad there took a turn towards IndyCar, and that's where Carlos said, okay, well, this is where we say goodbye here as far as racing each other. And then, you know, this is something we didn't really talk about with Carlos. How awesome would it be to have a sponsor like Hot Wheels? <laughs> yeah, that, I did. I chuckled. I wanted to ask him, dude, that, what's, your, what's your collection looking like over exactly. there? You got, like, wall stacked, or what's up? You know, Daniel heard that. He's like, whoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so that would, be, that would be cool there. And I, I mean, Kyle would, I, I'm sure, you know, that's something else I'd like to ask him is, how was Kyle as a teammate? Because Kyle was running with him at that same time. And I can imagine – Kyle being a really good guy. I mean, Kyle is always – he's not the fastest guy out there, but he seemed like a genuine person anytime he'd be interviewed, anything like that. Kyle was uh, – kind of seemed like more of the, the business guy of the, the team. Right. And, so, and, you know, and I almost asked him too because at that time, uh, I believe Adam was still alive. That's – yeah. You know, and he said that he spent a lot of time with the Petty family. And – you know, Adam. Adam was good. Adam was that driver that was going to carry on the Petty name because I, I really think that Adam Petty would have been something great. We ne we never got to see the greatness out of him. And, and I mean, just to think of uh, another name there that uh, was um, uh, a big name there for for Petty, if I'm correct, Andretti. John was running for for Petty at, at yeah, some time there. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you're you're running with one of the most famous most famous drivers at that time. I mean, with John going through NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA. Um, I mean, he was he he was a guy that was running everything there. So yep. what a what a chat there. What uh, some fun. Wow, we didn't get their picks for today. Darn it. I <laughs> forgot about that. I got so excited there. Man, we talk about picks. I think I hit the the nail on the head yesterday with my IndyCar picks. Yeah, I've seen your picks. They're pretty good. I need to get that uh, that decent with NASCAR. Is it called uh, Dixon as my checker for yesterday? Nailed that. Called uh, uh, Three Wide has returned to the chat. They're in waiting now. Um, called uh, Ferrucci as my wrecker. And he had some problems, as we spoke of, especially in that pit lane, getting uh, sideways. And then my dark horse would put TK down, and he got that top 10 there, so a solid finish there. And uh, I, I guess it's, it, it's time, isn't it? It's time. For the checkers and wreckers, picks of the week! And this is your time also. I love when the guys put it in the comments section. Let us know. 
your NASCAR checkers and wreckers picks of the week as well. I'll get it yes, started. So Carlos and Enrique and all you guys are still listening. Put your picks in. Yeah, let us know what you think. Is I'll get it rounded out here with the checker pick that Chevy of Hendrick's power has had some very, very good runs here recently. He is a very familiar driver at this track, has won, I think, six races. Jimmy Johnson, I think, throws it down in Atlanta today and gets it done. JJ, huh? JJ for my checker. Um, I'm trying to think here. I'm going to go. Man, who am I going to pick? I'm going to throw it out there, and I'm going to say Kurt Busch. Going with Kurt. That's a solid pick. I think Kurt's been a really good driver this year. Uh, he's got some solid cars here, so uh, I, I think that's a, a solid solid pick. Excuse me. Uh, we go over to the Wreckers, and this guy hasn't had too much too much luck lately, and when I say this, I know anytime I go to pick this guy as a Wrecker, he's going to end up in victory lane, but I think that Joey Logano, I don't think he's going to have the run he wants to have today at Atlanta. Ian Enrique's picking Joey Logano. Uh, right as I say it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, my wrecker, I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to go with uh, Ricky Stenhouse. Ooh, all righty. Well – I'm moving on to the the dark horse, and that is my dark horse today, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. To get it up in there, he took uh, a win here before in Atlanta. He's he's not in the Cup side, but in the Xfinity. So I, I think he uh, he is your familiar. Takes Stenhouse the dark horse too. There you go. So uh, and you know so, his record. I was about to pick for my checker. It was between Keselowski and Johnson. Atlanta, a much more technical track here, and both Keselowski and Johnson. Uh, multiple wins each. Come on, Enrique. Kyle can't be a dark horse. <laughs> you got with the dark horse, uh, Kike. You got to keep it somebody that's not up in like the top ten in points here. So you got to keep like Stenhouse Jr., D. Benedetto, uh, one of the rookies. You could put Bell uh, uh, with those guys, but that's that with dark horse. You can't pick Jimmy Johnson. You can't pick uh, uh, Bushes. You can't pick Harvick's, Hamlin, stuff like that. My dark horse, I'm going to go with Cole Custer. Colonel Custer in the Atlanta with the tire iron. <laughs> He'll get it done today. As Bell has had a couple wins here at Atlanta in that Xfinity series, and he's been uh, yep. pretty solid here this year. He, uh, none of these rookies really taken to this cup car like we expected him to. But uh, I, I think Bell is starting to get a couple top tens under him. Uh, he's starting to get a run here. So I, th I think these rookies will start to get a feel for it here soon and, and really get rolling with that. But uh, I think that's a, a good pick. There. Hey, there you go. That's solid right there. Corey LaJoy. Yes, that's a perfect, perfect there. So uh, a great pick there for a dark horse. Guys, thank you so much. And if, uh, if I win my picks, Kike, can you, uh, like, send me and Tommy Boy some uh, Chili Ranos? Those are, like, my favorite. <laughs> Just maybe uh, for 10K, because we are 1.2 thousand, 1.2K away from hitting 10,000 followers. And right. First Smash like, that like button. We can't thank Follow, you guys enough. Follow, share. But – 
Kike, you name a pepper, we'll find a pepper because we do a little pepper challenge here yearly on uh, Checkers and Records. Once we hit 10K, not only are we going to do a little oh. giveaway, we'll do a little pepper challenge here too. Chili Ranos are hot. Have you ever had a Chili Rano? Yeah, but you you said that, and I got to thinking of the the pepper from about a year ago today. Oh yeah, <laughs> no chili chili ranos are great. I think we what we do, and that was a thousand, wasn't it? That we did the pepper. Uh, was it five hundred or a thousand? I was gonna say it was early in the in. Look at this, not even or maybe just a little over a year after doing that first pepper challenge. Oh We're yeah, I love to have some motel hats. So that is fantastic. Absolutely. Ooh. And and I'm not doing that uh what's that uh one the the one chip challenge or whatever. No. <laughs> no. Hell no. There ain't no way. I loved when Shaq did that. He's like <laughs> I ain't crying. He was he was trying so hard to man up. Yeah, he was. It. No, he couldn't. That's awesome. Pepper notches. But uh, try. before we get off of here, I just wanna say and and you know, Tommy Boy turned me on to it, and I watched it, so now we both watched it. If you have Netflix, and if you're watching yeah. us, you're obviously race fans, watch the documentary Uppity. Very good. It, it, it totally changed my look on Willie T. Ribs. Hey, that dude could drive For years, car. I thought, man, why, why does he keep coming out to Indy and doing this? <laughs> why? Why? And then after watching that documentary, I know why. Absolutely. He... Yeah. he he should have been world champion. Oh, I mean, he had the the opportunity. Imsa, and like he said, he, I mean, he he sat back and and took team orders to to pretty much throw a race, and uh, so uh, he he could have had that championship. I think uh, Imsa was his his sport. I mean, that guy could drive an Imsa car off. I mean, you put him in in any Imsa vehicle, it seemed like he was just solid in any seat he took there. So what? It's called- it's called uppity, uppity. Enrique. U P P I T Y uppity. Very good there. I've heard uh, Lady Drivers pretty decent. I haven't seen that. It is. Time. I watched that. So I, I, I need to check that one out there as well. So uh, uh, also, I uh, just finished up my. Here I'll show it there. A little the curse of the Indy Five Hundred, the nineteen fifty eight tragic legacy there. So that was a very interesting read. Um, I'm, I'm going to start doing a little uh, uh, reading like that and give uh, a, an update. Try to hop on over to YouTube. We'll get more exclusive stuff over there on YouTube there. But uh, I'll give you a rundown of the uh, the 1958 Indianapolis 500. Is Man, that was a very tragic one. Uh, kind of makes you wonder, you know, if this wasn't Indianapolis, I don't know if that race would still be going on. Right. So uh, a kind well, of an interesting take on that. But, hey. We got a beautiful day out here today. Enjoy some racing, guys, on TV. NASCAR fires off 3 o'clock, I think. Uh, I believe so. So check that out if you got the time. And have a good one, everybody. You got anything else for him, Howdy? Nope. What do we do, Tommy boy? Drive fast, shift hard, and keep the rubber on the 